that's enough of that. Que onda, vatos? Thanks once again for tuning in to yet another podcast, video, whatever this thing is. This is the West Coast Rider Podcast. We're going to be looking at, talking about, sorry, I have a bad habit of looking at because I, I also upload YouTube videos. So we're going to be talking about the Pan America, Harley Davidson Pan America, later to be released in May 2021. Now, I am very excited about this new bike. Of course, if you've seen my videos, then you know I am very happy with this new direction that Harley Davidson is going to go ahead and proceed with. And that's, you know, just mainly because they could do a lot more than what they used to be able to do, especially when we talk about the live wire. The live wire is a different beast, it's a different animal. I don't like the live wire. You can't use that drivetrain, you can't use any of those components on any of the other models, any of the different uh plan models for the next coming years because the live wires it's it's its own model its own frame its own drivetrain its own system everything about the live wire is just specifically for the live wire and i guess you could say you know they have electrical bikes e-bikes coming out later this year as well but you just can't you know put one and one together you can't swap out the frame or swap out the batteries and have a lower cost and who knows maybe maybe we will see something down the line where Harley Davidson's going to have something like the zero uh, motorcycles something a little bit more economical but as of right now I think the live wire is a bust it's a fail and you know Harley Davidson has some balls on them for you know taking this risk the last six years they've been going down on sales by loads and loads of decline in sales they've been losing a lot of uh, a lot of their marketplace to you know the competition Indians coming up pretty good another American made V-twin motorcycle looks pretty good and then I guess you also have the the Metric Cruisers uh, the Goldwing they've been eating into the market of Harley-Davidson so it looks like everybody's kinda eating on <laughs> on Harley-Davidson the corpse of Harley-Davidson I don't know but so far, the live wire, you know, what happened maybe three weeks ago, it started smoking up, maybe burning up. Who knows what it is. I made a video on this. You know, maybe it was a quality control issue. Maybe some batteries failed. This is the kind of stuff that uh, these EV uh, bikes experience when they're trying to cut back on costs. They're trying to save money on, on the batteries and the manufacturing. So they'll look at a different... Um, producer of batteries and then they'll just find out you know they, they find out the hard way you know it's not uh, in their best interest to cut back on on the main uh, parts components that make these EV bikes so anyways let's go ahead and proceed again once again rambling about the live wire and I'm gonna get to the live wire in a bit because I really don't like that bike but anyways uh, I was talking about the Pan America I, I like this new direction, this new liquid-cooled engine, this new V-Twin, Revolution Max. There's a lot of stuff to like. They have adjustable lifters, you know, low maintenance. They're trying to keep everything, everything that kind of comes bad with these uh, liquid-cooled engines. And they're not bad engines at all. I mean, they're, they're, they're pretty good. But some of these liquid-cooled engines, you do need some, some valve timing, some adjustments, some valve adjustments, sorry. And there's a little bit more maintenance. You know, you also have a coolant. You got to worry about that stuff too. The components of, of having a coolant 
liquid coolant, you know, stuff like that. So with Harley Davidson addressing one of the major key issues, or not issues, but one of the major key maintenance uh, headaches when it comes to liquid cool, they were able to kind of address that issue with these adjustable lifters, valves, you know, it's it's all great news and I like where Harley-Davidson's going with this new V-twin liquid-cooled Revolution Max engine and then also you know have a little bit of the maintenance of a of an air-cooled oil-cooled V-twin and that's what they did with uh, with this new uh, Revolution Max. I'm really happy with how they're going about it and like I mentioned you can also you know have a 1250 or have a an 850 you could there's a lot, you know, the, the, the play field, the range is endless uh, with, with this new engine, this new frame that they're producing. You have the 1250 Custom, which is on the same frame, on the same engine. And then you have the Pan America, and then you, you used to have the Bronx. I don't know if they're going to be bringing that back next year, maybe later on this year. Who knows? They, they might be announcing something else. But as of right now, you could use that same frame you can use you know you, you can utilize these same parts for different models and this is where I believe Harley-Davidson exceeds you know with all their different models all the the uh, uh, sorry there was a notification with all the different models all the different available options I mean we're talking about the the, the street bob the FXBB all the way to you know a road glide and they're not the same frames but let's just say the FXBB and you you know you're looking at some of their more higher end uh, soft tails, which is the Sports Glide, the Sport Glide, the FXBB, that same frame, that same drivetrain across all these models. And then you also have the same frame, the same drivetrain, not the same frame. Sorry, you have the same drivetrain, the same engine on the touring models. You know, it's it's just they 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 could utilize the same parts, everything across their whole lineup and that's what I'm you know saying that's that's what I'm saying is what's so good about the uh, the Revolution Max engine you could utilize that same uh, components the engine components you know everything that makes the Pan America special you can you know drag that across all the different other models if Harley Davidson proceeds with the 1250 custom and if they do decide to bring back the Bronx and who knows if if the uh, liquid cold V twin engine ends up to be a, a good uh, a good option for for the uh, for the marketplace, and then the, you know they're gonna they're gonna open up the floodgates and pr provide more models. And who knows, maybe this was planned with the previous CEO, the the 100 uh, new models. M maybe this was what they had planned because you know these uh, these engines take a lot of years to develop, a lot of engineering, a lot of uh, tests, a lot of you know torture tests you know all kinds of different things that they they're they're trying to prevent uh you know recalls issues uh malfunctions major malfunctions all this other stuff they're trying to prevent a lot of these uh these headaches before they go into mass production and i think that's what they did with the pan america the pan america must have been in production for for quite a few years i think the lowrider the softtail lowrider s was in was in production or they were already planning that earlier uh, from the 2018s. I'm not too sure. You know, they have footage, they have videos of this stuff. So I, I you know, I would have to go back and look at this, these videos. But they've, yeah, they've, they've, they've been planning these, these models, these bikes for some time now. I wouldn't necessarily say this is all on the new CEO with the new, you know, Pan America. But 
Like I said, this is probably stuff that they've been planning for some while now. But anyways, going getting back on topic, like I said, the Pan America. Uh, I actually have an appointment with Harley Davidson so I could uh, demo ride the Pan America. I believe it's in San Jose Met, uh, Metcalf area park. It looks like it's off-road terrain type of you know I, I was just wondering I have an appointment on the 16th of May so if any of you guys already signed up for for that day or for the demo days they're doing it for Friday Saturday and Sunday so 16th 15th and the 14th of May they're gonna be having these demo days so you might see me out there I'll probably be out there in on May I, I am gonna be there in May I already have the appointment for May 10 a.m. on the 16th demo days for the Pan America now looking at the area looking at what's going to happen looking at the terrain as I said you know this is an adventure bike that Harley Davidson's releasing and I am 5'7 so <laughs> there might be a couple problems there I just don't know right now but it, it sounds like trouble so I, I'm hoping terrain and they, they, you know what on the on the on the sign-up sheet, they actually had they had the uh, they had two options. They had supposedly half of it is going to be terrain, and the other half is going to be uh, street and and riding. So hopefully, after you know, sorry, after riding the uh, the adventure, the the Pan America. Hopefully, I, you know, I, I kind of build up the court the the courage. Hopefully, I build up the courage to ride this uh, this new Harley Davidson off-road. I mean, I really want to try it out. You know, I I, I want to see what a what a full size adventure 1250, you know, bike feels like off road. You know, just so I could take it off road. Hopefully, they don't have a disclaimer or anything that if you drop the bike, you're gonna buy it because, you know, twenty thousand dollars is is a very costly mistake. I, and I don't want I don't want anything apart with this uh, with this Pan America if I drop it or anything like that. I'm pretty sure. That, I mean, I was looking at. The information I didn't read any disclaimer if we drop the bike we're, we're gonna be on the hook for it hopefully that's not the case but anyways um, yeah I just you know seeing the train you know I myself I am on the shorter side 5'7 I don't have the, the same inseam as as a, as a six foot person would have you know I've already dropped my bike and that's a lowrider s and that I believe that sits at 26 inches and I think these new Pan Americas, if I remember correctly, not the uh, not the S, not the special, but the the regular ones. I think they have a seat height of I believe 30 inches. So this is already four inches higher than my lowrider S, and I'm pretty much almost tippy toeing at a 26 inch seat height. So I I am a little bit nervous of that, but I'm you know what I'm also excited that. I'm gonna be able to get on one of these bikes for the first time and kind of feel what uh, what you know what what this whole adventure touring is about. Now, they already have these bikes here. Uh, they have one here in San Jose, Harley Davidson. Uh, my <laughs> my relationship with San Jose Harley Davidson isn't it, 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 my my relationship with San Jose Harley Davidson is not. In good terms right now, especially with some of my videos that I've been uploading about them, on um, you know the the experience stuff to look out for. I've been you know I've been calling them out quite a bit, but oh you know they they have those bikes here. 
I've I've gone back to San Jose Harley Davidson, not to you know veer off of the 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 topic, but I've been back to San Jose Harley Davidson, and you know with the whole mask thing, I'm able to cover up. I don't take my vest. I think if I would if I were to take my armored vest, that that probably give me away. I think that armored vest in my videos has it, it's you know I think people are now relating that vest to me, which is pretty cool. You know a lot of people like it. I've been asked about it a lot. But anyways, getting back on getting back on the topic again, I like to ramble quite a bit. <coughs> I like to ramble quite a bit, but uh, yes, they have they actually have the Pan America here on San Jose, and from looking at Matt, Matt Laidlaw's um, Instagram, he's also been uh, he's also been posting pictures of the Pan America on his social media. Now, San Jose Harley Davidson, they were telling people not to be taking images, not to be taking video of the Pan America. It was only supposed to be like a meet and greet, but we're not supposed to discuss or or show images on the social media. I don't know. I was just kind of surprised seeing that Matt Laidlaw was uploading. I think he has a little bit of footage, him and the guys, Andrew, I think Nick, uh, you know, on the social media, they kind of went out and just, you know, they actually started test riding these bikes already. Which is pretty cool, you know. You you get to see it, see, <clears throat> you get to see the bike. I am very interested in seeing this new V twin liquid cooled Revolution Max engine. I am very excited about it. And you know what? I really think that this bike could turn things around for Harley Davidson. They can. And at the at the price that they released, seventeen thousand for the for the you know basic one, and then I believe nineteen thousand, right under twenty thousand dollars, is the special, which is you know. Which is, you know, it's, it's just amazing. They have a lot of good technology there that they're offering now. Liquid cooled. They have a, a touch display. They also have, like I said, a low maintenance valves. They also have a, a ride height. It, you know, once you come down to a stop, the height of the seat comes down to, I believe, 27. So it's pretty close to 26. And then once you get going or you, or you get back up to speed, the, the, the seat rises up. So, you know, it's, it's a lot of good technology there, and I really like what Harley Davidson is doing, especially for those guys that are, you know, my height, 5'7", that want to get into adventure riding, but they're very nervous about foot placement. Because, you know, it's all about foot placement. It's all about having a good foundation. If you don't have that good foundation, you're going to end up dropping this bike. And like I mentioned, I already dropped my bike. And good thing about dropping my bike, I had a... Uh, um, the good thing about dropping my bike was I have the uh, engine guard, so that's what saved my bike from it being from a minor little scratch on the engine guard to probably thousands of, of repairs or damages onto the onto my air filter, my saddlebags, my handlebars, all kinds of different components. Excuse me, let me drink some water. I am excited about this new live event, this demo event. Uh, I'm gonna be taking my gear out. Gonna be taking photos. Hopefully they're okay with me kind of hanging around because I just want to hang around and you know play with my drone and just get some some killer footage and you know give me some some good material, some good content to kind of upload to YouTube. You know I'm, I'm pretty much finished with the how-to's. I'm finished with the builds. I'm finished with the uh, with the you know with those kind of videos. There is some stuff that I still want to do with my Lowrider S, but you know that bike turned out to be what I wanted it to be. I really like the FXTR fairing, but uh, I'm looking at probably getting another bike and then doing that build 
onto my second soft tail or even my touring model. I'm looking at touring models from 2009 and, and newer. And you, you might be wondering why why 2009? Well, 2009 was when they had the big improvements to the to the overall frame. So there's there's major improvements. 2008 and older, you just don't have those improvements. That stability. 2009 and newer, you have that. So the 2009s are are practically what we still see you know today. That's that's almost the same frame. You know, it, I think it is the exact same frame. The only difference between the 2009 and the and the 2016, 17s, 18s, and 19s, and the 2020s is the hydraulic clutch, and that's pretty much it. Oh, that and the 103, the 107, the 114, the 117. You know the, that that type of stuff. But these bikes are pretty much the same. The touring models, they're all the same, same frame from 2009 until now. So that's why I'm looking at 2009s, especially the Road King. I really want a Road King. But uh, I missed out on, on, a, on a few good sales, a few good deals, and that's just you know on my part. I missed out on a on a ten thousand dollar Road King, a very pristine Road King, and then I missed out on a on a two thousand thirteen Road King for about twelve thousand bucks, and that was a beautiful Road King, a lot of chrome, unique wheels. It was a beautiful bike, and now you know I regret not getting the bike. And they were all pretty close. The ten thousand dollar one that was here in San Jose, so they were you know they were down the street. And I believe the other one it was somewhere in Hayward, maybe about a twenty minute ride away from San Jose. I should have done it. I should have pulled the trigger, but I hesitated, and now I lost out on those great deals. And now I'm gonna have to wait. I'm gonna have to keep on waiting, or <clears throat> excuse me, or I could just go back to to my original plan, which is the Sport Glide. It has the the hard saddlebags. I really like those those saddlebags. They'll they'll cost you about two thousand bucks, and they just look they look amazing on the bike. So I'm thinking about maybe the Sport Glide with the FXR you know fairing from RWD, Russell Westermont Designs, or Russ Westermont Designs. Like you know I can't remember the name too well, but it's RWD. A friend from them, and then because I have my my, you know what my my main background, growing up, it was auto body and refinish. So what I'm planning to do with the videos, if I do finally get a good deal on this bike, and I, you know, start making this this new build, I'm gonna show you guys, or I'm gonna I'm you know I'm gonna video everything. I'm gonna make my own uh, studio, my own booth, my own paint booth. I'm gonna make it here, in the location. So I think anybody will be able to, you know, watch my videos and, you know, follow the same procedure, the same steps to, you know, paint paint their own uh, bike, their own fairing. So, and, you know, I, it's just, you know what, honestly, the the cost of paying somebody to paint the, the fairing just black, it's probably not going to be worth it for most, mainly because of the, uh, <clears throat> mainly because of the, excuse me. Yes, I I think I'm gonna I'm gonna you know what the overall thing with these bikes and you know painting uh, painting these parts at your house making a homemade booth quite honestly it's not it's not a big money saver when you're only painting one one component so if I do get a sport glide I'm only gonna be painting the the fairing if it was a different motorcycle I'd probably consider painting other other parts of the bike. 
But if it's just a fairing, then you know what? It might not even be worth it, the hassle to build your own booth. But you know what I'm thinking about? You know what? I'm going to try it out. If uh, if I can, I'll do the prep work here because I could do that. And then I could, you know, pay somebody else to paint it. I could paint it myself, like I said. I just don't know if it's worth the hassle to make my own booth. And then still risk, you know, painting it, sanding it, prepping it clearing it and then you also run the risk if you don't you know have a good seal on your booth you're going to end up with uh with contaminants on the on the clear coat and it's going to look terrible it's going to look bad so maybe it's just not worth it and that's just you know part of the stuff that i have to kind of figure out myself to see if it's even worth um you know going through the hassle of making this booth but i'll probably just make it maybe there's a few people out there that can't afford uh to pay somebody else to paint it i'll just you know make the video and then you know just upload that stuff but you know what all this other stuff is not about the Pan America so you know what let's just go ahead is there anything else that I want to add to the Pan America other than you know what the Pan America is absolutely gorgeous I, I do like that the overall look you know what the headlights a little funny but I believe Harley Davidson they, they want to have an adaptive headlight and like I mentioned this adaptiveness is you know it's it's across everything with uh, with this new uh, Revolution Max engine it's everywhere we have it on you know the, the CC's the 850 the 1250 and I think there's still one more displacement in there from Harley-Davidson that they're gonna probably uh, add and use with you know the 1250 custom maybe it's an 850 custom and then with the Bronx maybe that's a 950 or something you know there's there's, there's something there that they have in, in, in the plans they have something in the plans and that they might uh, release that stuff soon. Maybe the next dealer, the, the next dealer uh, meetup, which is probably going to be in September. Once we're finished with this whole pandemic thing, this whole sheltered in place, this whole farce that's been going on for the last 15 days. Yeah, right. Oh, it's been a year. It's been a year to to lower the spread. But anyways, uh, you know what? That's that's pretty much it for this episode. Let's go ahead and kick that outro. You guys just uh, stay out there, stay safe. Don't believe everything you read, alright? Yeah, You guys have to stop listening to the media. Don't let the media decide or don't, don't let the media do your thinking. You guys have to think for yourselves. Use your, you know, use your brain. <laughs> Wake up. You guys just stay out there, stay safe. Don't believe everything you read. Life's a risk. Get out there and ride. Later.